loves. This is Nalani. And Sasha. And welcome to On Wednesdays We Drink. Cheers. Cheers. So today's topic, we are talking about New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Figured to be pretty appropriate since this is launching officially on New Year's Day. Yes. Yeah. And we are pairing it with a twisting bottle to see the label, <laughs> <laughs> non-champagne champagne, because any wine that is not from Champagne, France cannot be called champagne. It must only be called a sparkling wine. And I'm not bougie enough to have real champagne money. So one day, one day, we will. Keep hope alive. <laughs> Anyways, so we're drinking a sparkling Chardonnay. Um, the company is called Le Cuvée. Um, the brand or the name of the champagne is Mythique. Name of the sparkling, let me not call it champagne and get myself in trouble. Um, it is what a brute reserve, so it's a little dry, but not like overly pungently dry. I could read the back of the bottle to make it sound like I know what I'm talking about with my wines, but oh no, I'm a big champagne fan, so most champagne I find just fine. But this one seems to be a bit more palatable for the non champagne drinkers like in my me. life. Yep. Yeah, I mean. Champagne's cool. Well, I don't, I wouldn't know. We haven't got there yet. <laughs> I mean, I've had, I think I've had real life bougie champagne once. And was it magical? I mean, like, I didn't <laughs> shit gold. <laughs> Little disappointed by that. Not gonna lie. Well, bud. But it was, it was really good. But like I said, I'm a sparkling, I'm a wine liker. So most wine I like. But it was, it was pretty good. I'm not shitting on champagne France. Like, I love France. I love all things French. The champagne was amazing, but I also do like just my regular sparklings to faux bougie it up for New Year's Day celebration. Yeah, I mean, if this is something, if you want a little bubbly, I would say this is a pretty good, pretty good wine. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway. Total wines for you, you guys. Hashtag sponsor me. Joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so since it's New Year's, we are sipping our faux champagne. I figured... This would be a perfect pairing combination for our first segment, sipping on some story time. And today's stories will revol revolve around a memorable moment. Um, so sipping on story time in general will be a segment where we revisit memorable moments in our lives and we uh, discuss and dissect them with each other. And today's we're going to revolve around New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day memorable moments that we've had. And since I'm lame and boring and do very few things for New Year's, I'm going to have Nalani tell her story first because it's amazing as she I'm, rolls her eyes at I'm me. I'm rolling my eyes and shaking my head because <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> but yeah. Story time it up, girl. <sighs> so, this story was many years ago. Yeah. Um, with a person that I'm no longer with. Thank God. My shitty ex. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so, um, my godmother had invited us to go to Vegas because she lives in Hawaii and she wanted us to go to Vegas to celebrate New Year's. She was kind of excited about that. And I don't know, I think the way that it worked out, I was off that weekend. I had like a good cushioning, um, of days off to where I could go, and then him as well. So we decided to go, kind of spur the moment. Um, you know, my family in in Vegas, they live it up. They 
throw like these insane parties. Well, I mean, my cousin Roland does. But yeah, <laughs> he, he throws like awesome parties. Um, all his friends get together. They're like family to me. So yeah, I went. I went to this thinking like, oh, it's a chill. You're going to have a fun family outing. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, we're going to drink. We're going to, you know, eat some good food. Which we did, but it just got carried away. Things took a left turn for you at some oh, point. Oh, yeah, a super left turn. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were making great food. They were making fried salmon. My other cousin, Koa, he was grilling, like, a bunch of meats on the grill. Just, like, amazing. I love, I love my beef. So, you do. You know. Wasn't there some sort of rice? It was a rice dish. Oh, yeah. My uncle made edamame rice. There we go. There we go. So, that was super delicious. But, yeah. We both love our food. So, every detail of a story, the food is the most important part. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Had amazing food. Um, you know, all his friends brought different types of alcohol. So, they were like, oh, try my, my, my mojitos. Try this. What is it? Whiskey sour. Try... Um, Whatever. Oh, jungle juice. I don't even know what the fuck is in jungle juice. I don't know but if I drank knows. it. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> so, yeah, we had that. I was doing tequila shots. I was doing vodka shots. I was mixing every single alcohol I could think of. And then you night. played beer pong and drank beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I smashed on it. Yep. <laughs> I... I mean, like, bravo for killing the game because you won, which is just outstanding from how much you've had to drink and how small you are, but... Yeah, that's just another layer of the alcohol that was consumed yeah, in that evening. I do, I do better when I drink and I play beer pong. Which so. is just impressive to someone who has <laughs> zero hand-eye coordination. Like, drunk or sober, it's just shitty. So, bravo, babe. Bravo. Thank you. It's my competitive side. Probably. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I was, like, drinking a lot to the point where, you know... Some of my cousins were noticing, and they were like, hey, girl, take it easy. <laughs> you good over there. <laughs> yeah, when I was playing beer pong, my cousin's friend, he was, like, giving me this, like, side eye, like, uh, you're gonna throw up. And I was like, shut the fuck up! Let me... <laughs> I was like, let me do this shot so you can drink your fucking beer, like, get out of my face. The and aggression. He was like, yeah. It was hardcore. We were winning. And I was like, you know what? You're just trying to, like, get out of playing me. Also a reason why, for the sake of our friendship, I will never play beer pong with you. I can't. I can't risk our friendship like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. I'll yell at you. I know. I'll throw you away. And as much as I'm totally okay with you yelling at me, like, I just know that you'll be like, screw this in the friendship. You're a useless human. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I even talk to you? And I'll just, like, slink away. So sad, crying in a corner. I'll crush your soul, basically. And I'm a napper when I drink anyway, so I'm going to be, like, half asleep when you're cussing me out. Like, it's just, no, we can never play beer pong together. And we never have. And yeah, we never I don't will. think we ever have. We in never will. a friendship, we've never. No. Anyways, continue. Because we know this. We know. Well, yeah, so he's, like, thinking I'm going to throw up on the thing, on the table, and I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and you don't, like a champ, because you're a champ. Yeah. So, anyway... Um, you know, New Year's happens, the ball drops, it becomes midnight, 
everyone says their happy new year. We give our hugs and our kisses to the family. We're all super happy, lovey. Then my ex is like, okay, we need to go. It's like you're already getting to a point where, you know, it's dangerous. The one and only responsible decision he makes. Yes. All night long. The entire night. That's probably the best thing that he's done. But I honestly think it was for another reason. We'll get back to that oh, in a bit. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so he gets me in the car, and my drunk self has a cup of beer still. Oh, God. From of my course. beer pong game. Of course. And because what else do you get in the car with besides a solo cup of beer? Like, why not? Yeah, why not? So yeah, I get into the car, I have my beer, I chug it. And then, I don't know, the wind wasn't blowing, I wasn't moving, the car wasn't moving, (laughs) I dropped my cup in the car. And that is an indication. When I lose my coordination, that is a clear indication that something is going to happen. You are too far gone. Yeah, I'm too far gone. So, yeah, I start to black out. And what appears to be, like, this dream, like, (laughs) state of mind, I don't know. Like, I honestly thought... This was just a dream. Like, from I the moment you get in the car on, like, everything else is just a dream, and it didn't really happen this way. Yeah, and I remember that I, okay, the only thing that I remember from the car ride is I was, I was rapping a 50 cent song. No! <laughs> I was going hard with it, too. No, mind you, like, we love our hip-hop, so, like, I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I love that you're just... Rapping along with 50 Cent while driving home. That's great. I'm drunk and losing. I'm dropping like a red solo blacked cup, out. blacked out, rapping along to 50 Cent. That's so, perfect. Yeah. Oh, and mind you, during this time, the reason why I love this story about yours completely and entirely is because I'm home in California, several hours drive away from you in Vegas. And I've gotten, I think, probably two phone calls that evening. One earlier on. And, and I'm sure many, many texts. <laughs> no, you didn't really text that much, really? which was really surprising. I feel like I probably would have known how drunk you were if you would have been texting, because you would have, like, had no spelling, and the words would have made zero sense, anything in that regard. But you called me earlier in the evening, I think, like, right after you got to your cousin's house for this party, and you were telling me, like, what you were doing, and you were at, like, oh, blah, 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 like, just letting me know, like, all probably all the food, because we love to talk about yeah. food. You're probably telling me all the like, food. you're missing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Probably saying that I'm missing a great party, blah, blah, blah. And then you called me either right or before midnight or right after midnight to say, like, Happy New Year to me. And that was the time that keyed me in on just how drunk you were. Because we have an affectionate friendship, like, in general. So for us, we love each other. We're very affectionate. You joke all the time that, like, you're the only person that I cuddle with because I'm just anti-everything. But it's true. (laughs) But you call me and you're like oh my god, I love you so much, happy new year, you're the best person in the whole wide world, I'm so happy I met you, and I'm just like, ooh, yeah, I love you too, I'm sitting here at home, just chilling, big chilling, like, oh, she drunk, drunk, I mean, like, I love her, and I know she would say I love you to me sober, but she doesn't, she doesn't do it in that tone, unless she is <laughs> drunk, in that tone. drunk. <laughs> Oh, man. I was like, she is either having an amazing night or shit's about to be terrible for her praying for this hangover in the AM. So we hang up. And I think after that is when your ex gets you into the car to when take you home. When shit hits the fan. So you call me pre-blackout, which like I feel super special for us. You call me pre-blackout. But still, like you were 
girl, you were gone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So what feels like a dream that I don't, I don't even see this as reality at this point. I think it's a dream. So mom and dad, and whoever, whatever family that is listening, please skip ahead. Just like fast forward <laughs> until you hear my voice again. Please. Just, just keep going. <laughs> just please. Um, but yeah. So the reason why I said he had another motive was. Probably because, you know, when I drink a lot, I get a little, a little feisty. We'll, we'll call it that. Yeah, feisty's good. And your feisty, I feel like, comes out in two sides. Either that is feisty aggressive and mm-hmm. you want to fight anyone and everyone for getting too close to you. Or you get very happy with the people <laughs> who you love. <laughs> Or a little something else with feisty, but yeah. So I get, I, yeah. So he clearly wanted to do stuff. He clearly got. wanted the happy version of your feisty. Yes. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, um, we went back to my gra- my grandparents' house. Um, we didn't have a hotel because why would I spend money for a hotel when we have family? Yeah, it's a waste of money. Waste of money. But anyway, so we <laughs> we go to my grandparents' house. I'm clearly in the mood. He's already ready to, like, get it on. <laughs> um, yeah, at one point when we were doing it, he, <laughs> he covers my mouth, and he's like, shut the fuck up. And I'm, like, taken aback by this. <laughs> Drunk self was having a good time, <laughs> feeling it, and he just, like, abruptly, like, shouts it at me. How like, dare you curse at me? Yeah, and then he, like, gets off of me, and he's, like, pissed off. And I'm, like, really? So I go off on him. I'm, like, fuck you. You're a piece of shit. Like, don't you ever fucking talk to me like that. You don't know who the fuck you're talking to. (laughs) He ended up with the other half of the feisty that he didn't want. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, as I'm berating him, I am fully naked. And I'm gathering whatever shit I need to go to the bathroom to take a shower. So. Because <laughs> obviously that's the smart choice in this moment is to go to the bathroom and take a shower. Yeah. So I, I'm completely naked and I'm walking in the hallway to go to the shower. And I'm, yeah, that could have just been so bad if my grandparents. Oh, poor grandma. <laughs> I, I, like naked crawl to the bathroom oh my god anyway and I proceed to get into the into the tub turn on the shower I don't have the strength I don't have the stability or balance to stand up in the shower which was smart of me to sit down in the shower thank god you didn't stand and like topple over and black out that would have been terrible toilet and die that would have been a very bad thing but yeah so I'm in the shower I'm crying I may have taken a nap we don't really know. I don't know how much time has lapsed. I my my memory is so spotty. Like to this day, I remember like it was like flashes, like a flash of me sitting crying, a flash of me like just staring at the water. I don't know. So yeah, you know it's bad when I'm like, okay, I need to wash my body. I need to clean myself. I grab and I still remember it. It's um. Bath and Body Works Winter Candy Apple Body Wash. I'm almost upset that you remember the scent of the body That's wash. That's my favorite. That is legit my favorite 
scent. I'm just saying, him. the fact that everything else is hazy, would you remember the exact scent of body wash? That's tragic. Because I think in the morning, I was like, wow, I smell really good. <laughs> um, yeah, I washed my body with it, and I washed my hair. I was oh, like, no. I'm not standing up to get shampoo. Oh, God, your poor hair. So my hair was tangled and dry as hell. Dry shit, man. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I get out of the tub. I don't know how, but then I go back into the room to get my clothes, and I'm dressing very aggressively. <laughs> I'm still pissed off at him. And this, he's such a piece of shit. He was on the bed, on his phone, or watching TV or something like that. See, didn't care about me at all. My problem is, like, if anyone has ever had to care for a drunk friend like I have, or a drunk significant other, you know the trauma, the potential problem of them being in a shower while drunk. I'm like, you could have drowned. You could have hit your head. You could have easily died. And I don't know. I feel like part of me could forgive him if he fell asleep. Like if he was just too exhausted and he fell asleep and was like, whatever, like she's being crazy and then didn't hear you in the shower and therefore didn't check on you. But he's awake on his phone or watching TV. For God knows how long because I don't even know how long we don't know how long that was and I'm like you're just gonna let her potentially drown like god forbid that was like a 15 minute shower like I would have grown concerned like I haven't heard movement (laughs) the water is still running I don't know if she's alive at this point Uh, he's just a trash human but anyway uh, so I get my shit I'm still clearly mad at him I go into the other room in my grandparents house and I again just break down and cry. I'm just crying like a little bit. You're having a terrible night. I'm oh having a meltdown at this point. Oh my I'm just god. like, oh god, he doesn't love me. I'm so stupid. I fucking hate him. Yeah. At this point I'm just I'm a mess, a hot mess. Ball he then tears. finally comes in, he's like, Babe, I'm sorry, like come back to bed, you need to get rest, whatever, blah blah blah. So eventually I make it into um the room that we're in. And then the morning comes, and there's birds chirping, my grandparents are making bacon, whatever. All Everything seems normal, and I'm like, oh, it was a terrible dream. I'm in my bed, I am clothed, I am safe. There's no possible way this happened. Yeah, there's absolutely no way. I remember how I got home, whatever. Um, no, he fucking turns over, and he's like... I'm sorry, babe. I'm like, fuck, this happened. Like, are you serious? So, yeah. Now, mind you, I am still back home, but because we're best friends and we've been best friends for a long time, we call each other anytime anything crazy happens. So she calls me. Also, hungover Nalani has an inability to sleep in. Yeah. I take a severe issue with that because I can sleep in no matter what. Like, I can sleep through the apocalypse. I'm pretty sure that's how the apocalypse will happen. I'll wake up at noon and half the world will have been destroyed. And I'll be like, what the hell did I miss? That is exactly what's going to happen. So she calls me at, I don't know, way too early o'clock. It's like, what, like 7, 8 a.m., something like that. I don't know. I'm not coherent I don't really know what's happening, but the last phone call I got from her, she was drunk out of her goddamn mind. So when my phone rings and I see her name, I'm like, obviously I'm going to answer. It's my best friend and I'm pretty sure she was super drunk last night. So I answer. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, babe, what's up? She's like, hey, happy new year. I'm like, happy new year. And she's like, so I don't really remember all of what happened last night. And I was like, excuse me, what? (laughs) 
what were the words that you just said to me? She's like, I don't know, like half of me feels like this was a dream. Half of me feels like this was real. And I was like, okay, talk to me, explain to me what happened. And then the ex comes and walks into the room really quickly or like she was in another room and he walked. Yeah, and I straight up was like, gotta go by. <laughs> she hangs up on me. I'm like 8 a.m. panic. My brain is not working at this time. And I'm like, okay, all I get is a phone call saying, I don't know what happened last night. Like, is there a dead body somewhere in Vegas that I need to go help you hide? Like, what the hell did I just walk into? No, this girl leaves me in suspense, but I'm like, in hindsight, I totally get it. She was spiraling herself. So, like, I'm not, I'm not it high priority. It was a lot to process. I was like, one, did my grandparents hear me? Oh, my God, if they heard me. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, no, it was a lot. It was bad. It was a lot. I wasn't even mad at you. I was just, like, a little bit concerned that you weren't okay at that yeah, particular no. time. I was not okay. But anyway, um, this moron wanted to go walk the strip on New Year's Day. And I was like, dude, I'm clearly you saw what happened to me. Clearly you saw how drunk I got, the fight we had last night. I'm in no shape to walk the strip. But he's like, I don't care. Like you he kinda was like guilt tripping me because I got super drunk and I was like, whatever. So I I just change, get my stuff together all while I'm hungover. And then yeah, so we go to the strip. Um, it's just, like, disgusting. I hate going on it. And, yeah, I think we go to the Cosmopolitan, and we find out that they have this secret pizza place or whatever. Probably. And he wants to get pizza. He's like, I am hungry. We haven't eaten anything. Blah, blah, blah. So, I'm in line for the stupid pizza, and... <laughs> okay, side note, the pizza's actually really good. We've it is got, good. We've it gone before and gotten the pizza, but like hungover, angry Nani is not having it. Is not okay? is not here to have pizza. So you're in line for your stupid pizza. I'm in my line for yeah, stupid pizza. And I like we're going in and just the waft of pizza and dough and food and all that oh it hit me and I was like I'm gonna throw up and I told him I was like I am gonna throw up right now he's like are you seriously fucking serious and he's like annoyed with me and I'm like I can't deal with this right now so I'm trying to choke back puke I can't deal with you being annoyed yeah because like I don't want to be that person that throws up in front of everybody and people are like get it together (laughs) (laughs) so I was just like you know what whatever I go run, I'm dry heaving at this point, I'm trying to desperately find a bathroom. I find it, I don't throw up. Of course, of course. I was like, no bitch, you're not going to throw up. Sitting there giving yourself a pep talk in the middle of the public bathroom. And then I was just like, cool, I calmed down, splashed some water on my face and my neck, and then I sat down and chilled, and that's when I called you to explain the rest of the story. Yeah, yeah. By this time, finally by the time she calls me back, because I'm queen of never wakes up, at a decent hour ever, unless I'm being paid to be somewhere. Um, so I wake up, I'm like sipping on my coffee. She calls me back and I'm like, oh, thank God she's not dead. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell happened to you? And then she explains to me everything that happened, including the fact that she believed for a fair amount of time that this was all just some like crazy messed up dream and that none of this actually happened to her. And the amazing wonderful, incredibly supportive best friend that I am, I crack up laughing when she tells me this. Because I'm like, okay, yes, I feel terrible. Like, if I was there, I'd be making you soup. I would definitely not have you out on the strip while hungover. That's just a horrible idea. But, like, 
I can't do anything to help you. And it's kind of funny. You can't deny that it's kind of funny. Like, just the vision of you screaming at your boyfriend pissed off and then, While like, naked crawling. crawling to the bathroom <laughs> naked. I will say, even at that time, I was super pissed off that he didn't come check on you. But regardless, it's it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. I can't I can't deny that it was kind of funny. Not my best moment, guys. Not my best moment. Not a yeah. highlight. Yeah, we just, like go home um well we actually go over to my cousin's house everyone's hungover and he's like why are you why are you alive like this early <laughs> he's like who did that i was like it's dumbass want to go on the strip so yeah he helped cure my hangover with all the leftover food and yeah that's my cringy but memorable <laughs> <laughs> Mem- definitely memorable and yeah no like matt he that's my boyfriend um, the current boyfriend, yeah, not, current boyfriend, not no. the douchebag who left her to drown in the shower. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Yeah, no, Matt, he was like, oh, what's your podcast? Like the first episode going to be about. And I was like, <laughs> a memorable New Year, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day celebrations. And he's like, oh, thinking it's going to be about him. Sorry, babe. No. Because <laughs> he's sweet and amazing, and you guys have had some really adorable and amazing New Year's together. However, D- yeah, nothing comes close to this stupid, <laughs> this I don't, stupid memory. I don't think you will ever have a New Year's Eve story that will ever touch this one. And like, I'm happy that you will never have a story that will ever top this one oh because, gosh. dear Lord, I don't Lord, think I could handle that. No, no, I'm too old for that. I mean, you made it. You're here. I'm alive. Still got your liver and everything. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yep. I don't think I drank a year after that. <laughs> of course. I had, I had to, to freaking cleanse myself. Your body was like, please, no more. <laughs> please don't do this to us anymore. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Please share yours. Okay. Because I I'm done with that. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. It's anymore. in the past. We're not we're not going there again. We'll keep that we'll keep that buried. Um. Well, because I'm boring and lame out of the two of us, and I never really do anything crazy, especially not on New Year's Eve. Simply because I'm a recluse. I hate crowds. Like people stress me out. Being in large crowds stress me out, and being in large crowds with drunk people who may or may not get behind the wheel stresses me out even more, and I just, I can't handle. So this particular year, it may or may not have been the same year that you went to Vegas (laughs) with douchebag Miss Asshat, of whom we won't name, Um, but I think it might have been the same year. I feel like it was. I feel like it was. I feel like it was. Because you were telling me this lavish like cute little story about your (laughs) new year's and I was like yeah that's great I fucked up (laughs) you're like next we're going to me because I made a I made a bad choice I made a boo-boo please (laughs) help me (laughs) so this particular year it was like several years ago um my sister was still dating her high school boyfriend um I was in college she was in college or no she was still in college at the time we were both in college and um her boyfriend had invited her to a New Year's Eve party. And I love my mother. My mother's an amazing human, but she is queen of stresses out. And I feel like that's one of her many amazing traits about her is that she's always worried about her kids, trying to make sure that we're safe and that we're, you know, well cared for and all of that jazz. So my sister had asked um, or told her she was going to this New Year's Eve party. 
my mom was a little worried about my sister's safety because, you know, drunk people driving on New Year's Eve and all of that jazz. And also a little bit worried about me because she was like, oh, that's like nice. But now like we all won't be celebrating New Year's together because your sister's going out with her boyfriend. And I mean, I think I felt like it was really sweet that my mom wanted to make sure that I had something to do on New Year's Eve. Not that I really care. I'm like, it's nice. I love the idea of bringing in a new year. Um, I mean, obviously this year we're bringing in a brand new decade. I feel like that's amazing. And, you know, I'm happy and proud to make it to another year of life. Just to be living is a gift in and of itself. However, like I previously stated, I hate crowds and I hate people. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not the kind who wants to go to a party or do anything crazy. Like, no, no, thank you. I will, you know, woohoo, all alone by myself at home. It's okay <laughs> with me. It's totally fine. But my mom was like, no, we should do something. So she was like, here, I'm going to buy us a bottle of champagne or AKA like I'm currently drinking the non-real champagne that is quote unquote sparkling wine. It's fine. <laughs> it tastes just as good. So she's like, I'm going to buy us a bottle of that. I'm going to buy us some chocolate covered strawberries. We're going to sit at home. We're going to watch, what is it? Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, the one that Ryan Seacrest currently hosts. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch that. They always have great music. They have live performances. We'll watch the ball drop. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be so much fun. And I was like, okay, mom, that sounds great. That sounds amazing. I love my mom. I enjoy spending time with my mom. We have a good time together. So we're chilling at home. We demolish like an entire tray of chocolate covered strawberries because why not? Calories don't count on New Year's Eve as far as I'm concerned. And it's chocolate and fruit. That's a healthy snack. Okay. <laughs> Delicious. So we eat that. Um, I think she pops the champagne at like eleven thirty or something like that. We cheers at midnight. We say happy new year to each other. We stay up, I think, until like one, maybe one thirty, just talking, having a good time. Also like low-key waiting for my sister to get home to make sure that she made it home safely and she wasn't gonna need anyone to come and pick her up, which like obviously we would have happily done. We don't want her to get in a car with someone who's driving drunk. We want her to be safe. Um, so my sister makes it home safely, probably at like 1.30. Like she wasn't even out late, especially for a New Year's Eve situation. But she knows my mom and her stress levels. So bless my sister. She came home early. Um, and yeah, we all go to bed. I was like, I was going to sleep in. But if it was the same year, somebody woke me up at like 7.30 with a panicked phone call. I was having an existential crisis. And I needed your help. I'm I'm not upset. As you see, I answered the phone. I always answer the phone. But yeah, so I had a super chill, lovely New Year's Eve. And it's kind of like become an unofficial tradition between me, my mom, and my sister. Um, my sister is a narcolept who can't stay up really past like 10 <laughs> o'clock without really trying. That is true. So she is quote unquote included in our New Year's Eve celebration, but like 99.9% .9 of the time, unless she is out with friends doing something on New Year's Eve, she will fall asleep at home on the couch, on a chair, on the floor in front of our fireplace. Like, doesn't matter. She'll be asleep before midnight. And then my mom and I will cheers to each other for New Year's. So yeah, it's been our unofficial tradition for like the past couple years. And that's it. I don't have anything crazy that we do. It's super, it's super chill. I mean, I love a good chill experience because, you know, I'm around the few humans that I enjoy rather than being out with humans who I don't like. No offense to anybody listening to this. I'm sure you're beautiful and wonderful. 
as you can see, I choose a platform that keeps me separate. So <laughs> there's that. And yeah, that's my non-crazy, totally other half of the Spectrum New Year's Eve story. But it's my most memorable one because I love the idea that my mom and I created this kind of like mini tradition for how to ring into a new year. That's cute. I would have definitely loved to have <laughs> that story than my crazy-ass story that I have. Yeah, I would say if you didn't have dogs, we could spend New Year's together. But I think now we're also always concerned about our dogs because the people in our neighborhood pop fireworks and our dogs panic and have a hard time with the fireworks. So we stay home and keep the dogs happy. Well, your dogs, my dogs are dogs. They're just like, eh. You throw my dogs under the bus, don't you? I'm just saying, my dogs are like, ah, cool. I'm still going to be asleep by 1030. No, your dogs are the best. Your dog is the best. Even when he grunts at me and is mad at me because I'm keeping you up too late, I still love your dog. Yeah, it's because you're there past 10.30. (laughs) But anyway, so let's um, go on to our next segment, which is Wifey Wisdoms. And it's basically um, where we introduce individually either an inspiring quote, life advice, or food for thought. Sounds perfect. Yes, so let me share you, share my wifey wisdom. And it's a quote, and I got it off of Pinterest, because Pinterest is amazing for these types of things. Also, it's just a great way to spend an hour and not realize what you've done, so. (laughs) And pinning for a life that I will never have. (laughs) I mean, dream big, girl, dream big. But anyway, so the quote says, growth is painful, change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. So yeah, how do you you uh transcribe this how i resonate with yours i think the most important part of that quote is that change is painful i think i think especially at the beginning of a new year we all look into the new year saying that like oh i'm going to do this differently or i'm going to change this about my routine like people will give people mad shit for saying like oh i'm going to start working out this year gym memberships always spike in january Um, Because we all look at a new year as a time for change and as a time for reflection. But I think the the other half of it that is often the reason why New Year's resolutions fail is because change is difficult. It's not something that's easy to push through. It's not something that is easy to do. And it takes time and it takes you just being honest and being gentle with yourself and saying, yes, I want this change for myself. I want to move forward. I want to grow in my relationships, grow in my career, grow in my personal um, self-care and self-love, but it's not an easy thing to do and we really have to take the time and and I'm not saying don't change. Please do change. Please reflect, look at yourself constantly and say, how can I grow? How can I improve? Because nothing, nothing is made better in the world unless we look at ourselves individually and improve individually. It all starts with, with the human. It starts with the person but change in and of itself is uncomfortable. So always be gentle with yourself. Be kind to yourself. Know that you are going to fail at new things and that is totally okay. And that change will take time to actually cement and become a part of your new identity. And that's also totally okay. You don't have to, by the end of January, be a fitness guru or have that dream job that you want or that beautiful house that you pin on Pinterest over and over again. You don't, you don't need to do that in a month. You don't need to do that in a week. You don't need to do that in a day. You need to be able to look at yourself and be kind to yourself and say, 
this is where I want to be and how can I make that change happen for myself? And I think that's my biggest point of wisdom for this new year, this first day, this first podcast. Be kind to yourself. We are trying to actively exercise being kind to ourselves right now in doing something new that we've never done before and recognizing that we're going to face challenges that we hadn't seen. It is a change that we're going to have to learn and grow with and progress through and that's totally okay. So take a moment, check in with yourself whether you need to do this monthly or daily or hourly, whatever works best for you, but be gentle with yourself in times of change because they're hard. Yeah, I mean that's beautiful. Um, But yeah, I just kind of see this as also like if you are in a place, in a negative space, whether that's in a relationship, in a job, in a, let's see, well, also like a family relationship, you know, not necessarily a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. um, or even a toxic friendship. You know, it's, it's time for you to make those changes to have a better and healthier you. I think that a lot of people get stuck with, oh, if I make changes or if I try to do something to better myself, and if that means cutting someone off or, you know, making changes to our relationship, I'm being selfish. But I think self, self-improvement self is definitely not selfish. Mm-hmm. It's it's necessary. It's necessary to grow as a person. Um but yeah, I I just think that, you know, with this new year, maybe readjust, reevaluate your relationships if they're worthy to pursue, if they're worthy to cultivate and grow. Um, but yeah, definitely I think this is the year that you should be selfish with your with your happiness and with your life basically because, you know, you're important. You need to realize that you're important and you need to take care of yourself. And yeah, I'm all about self-care. Yeah. Yeah. And I think people use the phrase you've changed in like a negative connotation to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, why are you acting like this? You've changed so much. And I mean, at least personally, I can't speak for Nalani, but I'm pretty sure she agrees with me. I don't view that as a negative thing. Like no one is supposed to be the exact same way that they were a year ago, 10 years ago. Like we physically change without being able to control that. So why shouldn't we change like mentally and emotionally and spiritually? And it shouldn't be something where we look at someone we used to know or someone we were close to at one point in time and say, oh, you changed and use it as a negative thing because we're supposed to change. We are supposed to constantly be growing and evolving. We're not supposed to stay in the exact same place. So if anyone's trying to say to you, oh, you've changed or that's your worry or your concern about cutting people out or making drastic changes in your life is that you're going to get that negative response of like, Oh, you've changed. I I mean, my best advice is to remember that we are supposed to, we -hmm. are not supposed to stay and be the same person that we were. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, sometimes you just outgrow people and it's, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. You know, it's uncomfortable. It's difficult. It's hard to work through. It's something that I am personally trying to figure out Mm -hmm. what this looks like in outgrowing people. Um, But it happens and change is not something that we can ignore. It's not something that we can pretend like will never touch our lives. So, and ignoring it doesn't help anything. And you, 
I don't want anyone to ever think that they have to live their life for someone else. Yeah. Because I mean, don't don't make other others feel uncomfortable or um comfortable by making yourself uncomfortable. By, yeah, by making yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. For making yourself <laughs> uncomfortable because I mean, like I said, you are important. You are the most important person in your own life. Yeah. And if you're not doing well, if you're if you're not making your own self happy. Yeah, I mean, what's the point? What's the point? And, you know, people can take back. <laughs> In the non-sassy way, All it right, is okay to outgrow <laughs> people. It is okay to change. But, yeah, I'm sure we could talk about this for hours, but I have an empty glass in front of me, and I'm going to need to fix that quickly. So yes. <laughs> um, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Either tweet us or DM us questions if you have questions, if you have topics that you'd like us to talk about, um, anything that is on your mind, let us know. We will do our best to answer or address them in our upcoming podcast. Also, make sure you subscribe on whatever podcast listening platform you are listening to this on. Um, I'm not going to tell you to give us a five-star review if you like it, but like that'd be mad helpful. Yes. If you hate it, then just don't listen anymore. Like, please don't give the one star. Like, not telling you what to do. That's just rude. But just ignore us. It's real easy. It's real easy to just ignore us. It's okay. Like, you don't have to be a dick in in the new year. I'm just saying. Change. (laughs) Change that to a five star. No, I'm joking. I'm joking completely. But regardless, no matter what, we thank you for joining us today. Um, we will drop these podcasts every Wednesday, every other Wednesday, my bad, every other Wednesday. Um, so look out for the next one in two weeks. So, yes. Thanks, so thank guys. you everyone for listening and we are excited that this is, you know, our little project as best friends. So yeah, yeah. stay tuned for more. Yeah. Thanks. Have a good night. <laughs>